Welcome in to another edition of Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. I am joined once again by my guy Evan Stone to get our Big Ten Bets podcast on. Evan, how are you, buddy? Dude, good. Can you believe that this is already week six of Big Ten football? I can't. I'm blown away. It seems like just yesterday we're thinking we weren't even going to have a season, and here we are. Dude, week six. But I'm good. I'm good. It's Thanksgiving week. Lots of sports. College basketball started. Get some good food. Get to hang out with the fam. Like This is is a good time. I'm excited because you know me. I'm a big college basketball guy. More so. I love college football, but college basketball is like my jam. So I'm super pumped. Uh, super excited. We're recording this on Wednesday night, just as an FYI. We wanted to get this out, so if you needed to avoid your relatives during Thanksgiving or anything like that, you can oh, yeah. uh, just fire up the pod and, and kind of drift away into your own world there while uh, everybody falls into their, their turkey coma. So Yeah. Which, um, do we need a segment here of how overrated turkey is? Should we talk about that for a little bit? We can, for sure. I hate turkey. I think it's terrible. Really? Yeah. Well, me too. Because l- listen, here's and here's the best, ex- the best argument I've heard to prove it. If turkey was so great, why do we only eat it once a year? Mm. It's not good though. It's bad. No, it's 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 nostalgia. That's all it is. Which I don't have a lot of because I am heartless or something. I don't know. I just I don't have the <laughs> nostalgic ties to Thanksgiving turkey. You know, I think what it was. So this maybe this is sad, but I, I liked it when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, my parents didn't really want to like cook and do the whole thing. And so we would go to Old Country Buffet. Oh, come on now. On Thanksgiving. And that was our Thanksgiving meal because it was like, OK, everybody gets whatever they want. Yeah. And so for a long time growing up, I wouldn't even have turkey. I had fried chicken every every year because I loved wow. the fried chicken at Old Country Buffet. And then I would get like, I think they had like the prime rib slicer station too. So I'd get like prime rib and fried chicken. I never ate turkey on Thanksgiving. Dude. I was living the dream. I was like that the happiest a, kid. That's not sad at all. That is great. You well, know, we reached a point this year where I realized, you know what? I'm an adult. You don't have to I, eat turkey, man. I don't have to be boxed in for my Thanksgiving meal. You know, like I can do whatever I, I want and eat whatever I want. So, uh, but we're having turkey. So, so you got bigfooted on that one. I, I got, I got outvoted. But was that, but, uh, was that the wife? Be, well, you know, this, I'm not going to be throwing people under the bus. But is <laughs> the only other adult in your household? One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> uh, that's funny um yeah so i i uh i'm with you though i i'm not a turkey guy um i'm not really like there's several dishes at thanksgiving i'm not a huge fan of yeah um see i think i'm a i'm a big thanksgiving side dish guy like well, i think I'm, most of the side dishes are good it depends on what kind of side dish family you have right so like a really good mashed potato dynamite Yes. Okay. Now, there's other forms of potato I would prefer, but a really good mashed potato is dynamite. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get like a really good scalloped cheesy potato, which I love. Those are like my jam. Um, 
a, like a mac and cheese or a mac and cheese casserole has come into vogue recently, and I'm all about that. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't do the cheese. So we're oh, starting yeah. to separate here again. So, so that's where it, it trips me up. But if you get me like a okay, this this is weird, but a a, a cornbread casserole. Ooh, I, I am all over it. I can't do it. Um, I I, it's not as bad thing. as like the green bean casserole because that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I, I a cranberry sauce is just weird to me. I'm not a I big cranberry. It. It's, it's right. not bad, but it's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, because it's not really sauce. It's just like it's like cranberry jello almost. It's weird. Right. Um, so I'm not really. I'm. It's not gross, but I'm not that into it. Stuffing is super hit and miss. Yeah. No. You. You have to have the right person in charge There's of that. Like a lot of possible outcomes in stuffing because yeah. some people use certain ingredients that are disgusting. Other people just don't cook it right. There is just there's a wide it's a it's a shotgun spread of possibilities with the stuffing. Yeah, no, I've never I've never been a big stuffing fan, which I think also plays into the turkey side of things because normally that's part of the you put it on top of the turkey, and so I'm just like, I yeah, I just don't need any of that. So my plate on the traditional Thanksgiving when I'm hanging with the fam, it's typically just a lot of sides. Just piled up with sides. Which I respect. And a lot of times, I can. a lot of people will provide a ham. So I'll go with the ham over the turkey. Yeah, I, I can do the ham. Um, yeah. I prefer, like I said, like a prime rib or something. I got my family to cook steak one year, which I was about. Oh, um, Why not? But, Why not? Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's, you're supposed yeah. to be like, what are we thankful for? So let's have the most garbage meat that we can come up with. <laughs> Why? What are we doing? It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so we're on the same page there. Where are you at with your desserts? Uh, see, I don't really have much of a sweet tooth. So this is what I'll say. I typically go for like extra. If we're at a place that has the, the really good mashed potatoes, I'll just go with extra mashed potatoes. But I will say my wife makes the greatest apple pie on the face of the planet. So I will stick with the apple pie, but I don't really need anything else. I'm not into like pecan pie or... I'm okay with pumpkin pie, but it's not. So I'm I'm with you. I prefer a pump. I prefer an apple pie in my pies of choice. Um, I like a pumpkin, but mostly. Oh, Becky, there's some pie. She's trying to. I've eaten half that pumpkin pie, so she's like, "What are you talking about?" For those of you who can't see, my wife just definitely put the bus in reverse. Yeah, and ran you over. Oh man. And, held and then she put it in drive pie. and then ran <laughs> over you again. More. She Listen, like, just, just came over and hold, held the pie pan and it was over half eaten. And was like, what do you mean you're not into that pumpkin pie? Listen, if something's around, I'm going to eat it if I like it, it at all. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, I prefer an apple pie to a pumpkin pie. Yeah. But if I've got Cool Whip, that pumpkin pie will get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> see okay you, you know what what's kind of funny is so pumpkin pie used to be my favorite but i only realized that's because i'd never had my wife's apple pie so i thought it was really good and then i taste what was really good and i was like oh yeah. dang oh, i'm out on that i I'm yeah i'm gonna it. tap out so she yeah, got yeah. apple pie is better 
Oh, by far. So she had, and the reason that was is she had bought this pumpkin pie and then she decided, I don't like the way it looks, so I'm not taking it. Like, you can just go go for it. And I was hungry today. I was watching college basketball all day. What do you want me to do? So I was just eating it. I, growing up, ate a lot of pumpkin pie, but but like whipped cream and Cool Whip looked weird to me. So I just, I never had it and I'd convince myself that I don't like it. You're missing out, man. Well, I, I was about 28 years old and some of it got on my plate on accident. And I, I was like, dang. And I tried some of it and I was like, oh my gosh. Dude, like, this is your a game life changer. changed. Your life changed, didn't it? So, and I, I was like 28 before I realized, oh man, I really do actually like this. So, more of the story try new things, guys. Yeah. So, my pumpkin pie. Literally, I will cover every surface of the pumpkin pie oh. with a Cool Whip or a whipped cream. I'm, that's the proper ratio to me is that the pie cannot be seen. Right. So you you have some pie with your Cool Whip. Yeah. The, the pumpkin pie is strictly a Cool Whip delivery system. That's right. <laughs> like, that's it. When I was a kid, I would wait until there was like – probably three quarters of the cool whip uh, tub gone and then i would just put the pie in the tub oh and eat the pie out of the tub wow. with, the, with the cool whip oh it was good man wow that See, was the how, good stuff that's how i'm a i'm a big bread guy too so if you get some really good rolls i like, like I, a good roll i'm all over it with some apple butter you ever do like a sweet roll like hawaiian sweet roll yeah those are good that's what uh, that's what I prefer as my communion element as well. Nice, I'm a I'm I'm a big butter guy. So any any anything I can butter a lot, I'm about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I a lot of my family was Amish, and so yeah, growing I, up, we I did... remember we went to Arthur, Arthur, did, Illinois. Did go, I took you to Arthur. That seems dangerous. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we went for. Uh, <laughs> We went for Christmas that one year. It wasn't Christmas Day. I came right before Christmas. Oh, that's and right. I spent like a week out there, remember? And you went to Nana and Papa's house with Yeah, me. we went to Nana and Papa's and they Oh, dude, funny story. I don't know if I ever told you this, okay? So, uh, we went to Nana and Papa's house out in Arthur, Illinois, and we passed li- literal Amish people and horse and buggies on the way, right? Yeah, shout so, out to all of our Arthur listeners. What up? Probably not a big podcast community. With the Amishness. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe we'll catch him on Rumspringa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, not also. But maybe, okay. <laughs> anyway. Props to you for knowing that word, though. That was right? great. I was proud yeah, of myself. <laughs> um, anyway, so your your family, because they were very kind, and you told them I was coming, they got me a couple of gifts, even though I was just kind of like this dude that was there. One of them was a hundred-year calendar. It was like a metal hundred-year calendar. So it's like, if you don't know what that is, it's like a metal. It's several metal circles that are, rotate. yeah, that are like, like uh, pinned together in the middle, and you rotate them to change the date, and it will. It is good for a hundred years. Like it's literally wow. got a hundred years worth of dates on there. That's so well. Orange. So I put it. I had it in my carry-on because I was going from. I was going from visiting you in Illinois to going to see my sister in Houston. Well, I put it in my carry-on not thinking. 
when I went through security, they thought it was a, uh, they thought it was a blade, like a circular saw blade because it kind of had some like decorative edges. Oh, wow. And they're like, uh, do you have anything sharp in your bag? And I was like, I mean, I'm diabetic. There's some insulin needles in there, but they should all be capped and everything. And they're like, nothing like nothing else though. And I was like, no. And so they're like digging through my bag and stuff. And then they pull it out and they're like, what is this? And I was like, it's a hundred year calendar. It was a gift from some Amish <laughs> people. You can have it if you want. Uh, and they're like, oh no, it's fine. You gave we'll it up that up. easy? No, I didn't give it. They let me keep it. Oh, okay. But you uh, would have. Yeah. Cause I was, I'm a Brown guy going through airport security. Of course I would have. I was like, do you need my pants too? I like, I don't, what, what happens here? Um, and they were like, oh, we thought it was like a circular saw blade. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I should have oh. worn the Amish hat. I would have gotten through with no problems. But, yeah. Yeah. That so that's my the... story about Arthur Illinois Christmas. You got the beard. You would have I didn't right at in, the good. time, though. Oh, that's right. You were. I was. I had like stubble, but I didn't have the, the beard then. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, one time. I got a quick story as we're talking about airport security. So, oh, My this is one topic. Yeah, I was flying out for your wedding. And, the first one or the second one? Uh, the first one. Okay. And so, but I, I like came. To specify. So, <laughs> so I came. I came. I came straight from a student conference. So we left yeah. student conference, and uh, and slept in an airport parking lot. Through the night and Did then you through, really through that morning. Yeah, yeah. We slept I in our car in the airport parking lot for a couple hours. And uh, but while we were at the conference, I forgot earlier that week I had a student who brought a who brought a uh, a knife to the conference. Oh so no. So I confiscated it from him. And when I confiscated it from him, I put it in my backpack, but it had fallen down to the bottom. And this was like Monday. We flew out Friday and I forgot it was there. And so my backpack is my carry on. And so it goes through the, you know, the x-ray yeah. thing and all the bells and whistles, man, went off. And they're like, do you have anything sharp in here? And it wasn't like, a, you know, a pocket knife. It was one of those like, like a butterfly knives that you could like flip around and tricks and, with. Oh yeah. And so they're like, you got anything going on in here? And I was like, no, of course not. And it was, it was like the thing that they probably hear a million times a day where they pull it out and I'm like, that's not mine. Like, I don't know where that came from. Sure, buddy. I was like, you can have it. Same thing. I was like, and then I had told that student that his knife got confiscated by TSA. Dude. So you know, what's super funny about that is that same trip when I had when I went to go see you in Illinois and then I went to Houston and I got stopped with the hundred year calendar that they thought was a circular saw blade. I actually had a pocket knife in that same backpack at the time that I had forgotten about. That so I so they were distracted. To, so I took to Illinois when I went to go see you and through Houston when I went to go see my sister and home back to Omaha. I went on three flights with the pocket knife. Nobody ever said anything because I forgot it was in there and they never saw it. But the hundred year calendar, I thought I was going to get cavity searched. <laughs> yeah. I was Snapping like, the glove. I hope I'm not allergic to latex. <laughs> Speaking of latex, Nebraska and Iowa this week, huh? 
<laughs> That's a transition. That I feel is like our that first game. That's perfect. You're a pro. Um, that's our first game of the week, and I've got it at Iowa minus 13 and a half. Yep, I got the same with an over under of 53 and a half. So I have to take Iowa. Who's who's okay? Use your inside knowledge here. Who's who's going to start at quarterback for Nebraska? I think it's going to be Adrian Martinez. It's got to be Martinez. Yeah, right? I don't know how you. I don't know how you. I don't know how you march Luke McCaffrey back out there. Like Mar- Martinez looks almost as respectable as you can against Ohio State. Plays yeah. against Northwestern, which we know now is probably the best defense in the Big Ten. One of the best defenses in the country, frankly. And and it's a close game. McCaffrey comes in and beats Penn State, which might be Turns out the, is worst the worst team, team in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, and then it gets blown out by Illinois, who's still down towards the bottom. So you, you got Illinois, go Illinois, who's got the worst pass defense in the league, oh. and Luke McCaffrey has wide receivers running wide the f open all day and cannot yeah. hit a single one of them. There was one throw where he was rolling out to his right. Had a guy up the sideline wide open. Yeah. He threw Robinson. about he had 20 Robinson. out of bounds. He had Wandale Robinson on a wheel route, and he missed him by 15 yards at least. And it was like, what? What? Just what? It was like a really standard. There was no pressure on him. It was just a really standard rollout throw, and he yeah. missed him by 15 yards. And I was like, oh, that's bad. It was at that moment that I knew. You're gonna win the game. You're gonna win. <laughs> You're like, oh, we got it. We're good. Because our biggest flaw is the fact that we can't pass defend against anyone, and this guy literally could not hit the broadside of a barn. Oh man. So I'm I'm a little bit torn because I at the beginning of the year that I predicted, if you remember, that I, I was going to Big Ten yeah. preview. I predicted that Nebraska would win this game because I was very down on Iowa, and I thought Nebraska would figure it out. Lo and behold. Little did I know that Nebraska would look like this. Yeah, the the the, the wheels would just be falling off the wagon. Uh, and I got to think when you when you lose to Illinois by several touchdowns, that's typically, wasn't even as close as it looked. No, that's typically the backbreaker. That's usually when when the team is like, you know what, let's pack it in. Uh, we'll try again next year. Now I. Th- think i don't think they're going to pack it in i think they're going to be motivated for iowa because they really dislike iowa but i also think Iowa's a terrible terrible matchup for nebraska because nebraska constantly shoots itself in the foot just all the time yeah and iowa literally does not beat themselves they'll get yeah. beat by better teams but you have to actually beat them and Nebraska needs you to gift them things to keep it close. And Iowa's just not going to do that. So I think right. it's a really horrible matchup for Nebraska. I don't know what to expect out of quarterback play at all. And I'm tired of picking Nebraska because they're bad. <laughs> They've been bad. They're just they're a bad football team this year. They're just not they're just not good. So I'm gonna take so, Iowa as well. Yeah. But I I think I'll take the under. I was thinking under too. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I don't think, think Nebraska be... can score enough to get that to get the over. That's my problem. I don't think because you said what fifty three and a half. Yeah. I don't think Nebraska 
I don't think Nebraska can score enough to get there. If they couldn't score enough against Ohio State or against, excuse me, against Illinois, they certainly can't score enough against Iowa. Yeah, I could, I could easily see this because I mean Nebraska's defense isn't inept. No, they've been outside of last week where the where the whole thing kind of fell apart on them, and then things got away from them against Ohio State. But they played really well against Northwestern. They played pretty well against Penn State as well. I think the defense is okay. I don't think it'll get. Now they'll get bled. They'll get like bled to death yeah. by by Iowa's running game because they won't be able to get off the field. But Iowa will just have the ball for 45 minutes of the game and score 28 points or something like that. They're not going to quick score offense on them. Right. Like yeah, Ohio State will run up 50 on you in a, in a heartbeat. Iowa will beat you like 28 to 3. Yeah. I was going to say, I could see like a 27-10, 31-13 um, type, type ball game. So. Yeah. so I think we're both on the same page there. Yep, Iowa and the under. All right, so next up, the first game on Saturday is Illinois or Ohio State at Illinois. This one's interesting because Ohio State has some COVID issues, right? That is correct. So they're supposed to, once again, we're recording this Wednesday, Wednesday night. evening. Yep. They're supposed to make a call Thursday, so tomorrow. So um, this game so- may be off the board by the time you listen to this. Right. Hard to Which say. Wouldn't, yeah. So from what I heard, it wasn't many starters that, that got the positive test, but it ran through their wide receiver room and um, a couple other uh, behind-the-scenes guys. So it's Ohio State minus 28. I've it got opened, it at 28 and a half. Okay, so it, it, it's moved around a little bit because it opened at 30. Um. And an over-under of 71 and a half. It's a big number. That is a big number. Um, I think Ohio State is going to push to play this game. They have to. Because they've already missed one. Yeah, they've already missed one. And if they start missing multiple games, I think it's going to be easier for the committee to talk themselves out. If there's like a if there's a tiebreaker situation where it's like, well, this team is undefeated and played 10 games, and this team's undefeated, they only played seven. You got to imagine if all things being equal, the team with the seven is going to get left out there. Um, So I have to imagine Ohio State's going to do everything they can to play this football game, especially because, no offense, even with a depleted team, they should be able to take care of Illinois. Right. So they they should. There's no, like, no offense received. (laughs) Like, it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that difficult of a game. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this over under number because that means that they think Illinois is going to at least put up some points or they, yeah. Or that, or that Ohio state's going to score 60. Yeah. 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 So, um, but you do the math, you're the math guy in your head, 28 and a half, 71 and a half. So they're expecting what, like a, like a 52 to 21 ish, 49, 49, 21 would be 28 points and 70. So somewhere 49, 21, somewhere in there. Yeah. And let me tell you this. I'd be pretty happy with a 49, 21 game. I mean, listen, that's a closer spread than Nebraska kept it. So, oh man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really torn on what, what to do here. 
I'm leaning towards taking Illinois to cover. It's a big number. Anytime you get two big numbers like this, it's 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 hard to to jump on on both of them. So I think I'm taking Illinois to cover. I think since it has that hook, if we're taking it at 28 and a half, yeah. I think I I think I'll take Illinois. I'm taking Illinois. I Cuz once again this Illinois offense, especially with Brandon Peters is a, is pretty Brandon decent. Peters in there, they're not they're not terrible. They've got some weapons. And they're take, they're they're fun to watch. So I'm taking Illinois in the over. And Ohio State's defense has given up points this year. Yeah, they gave up a bunch of points to Indiana. They gave up points to Rutgers. They uh, they gave up points to Rutgers. They gave up points to Indiana. Penn, they they gave up points to Penn State. Yeah, that's they forgot they gave up points to Penn State, which looks a lot worse than it did a couple weeks ago so, in terms so, of yeah. perception. They're they're giving up so, yeah, that's not points a, a game. down defense. Um, now what'll be interesting is their their rush defense is better than their pass defense, and and Illinois' rush offense is better than its pass offense. So it'll be but interesting to see how that you're works. We're only talking about a two game sample size with Brandon Peters. That, true, true, true. So like you're talking about half of their pass offensive numbers are with their fourth string quarterback. So those numbers are very skewed. Yeah, do you want to hear something crazy? Is that uh, Ohio State gives up more pass yards per game than Illinois does? Which now, is crazy. We've played Luke McCaffrey, but that's true. So that helps. But also, their Illinois' pass defense was awful. It, it's not good, and it's all um, like it's yeah, terrible. I also, I, I part of it's because Ohio State gets up early on people, and so they're just chucking the ball all around. Right, but. I think Illinois is going to be able to score some. I think you're looking at, yeah, 52-24 wouldn't shock me. Something yeah. like that. Give me the Illinois and the over. Um, did you take the over or the under there? Uh, you know, the the under in me, the under lever in me sees a 71 and a half and is like, oh, take that under. But, yeah, I think it's going to be an over. All right, we're both so we're the same through the first two games. Yeah, we got um, this in here. Maryland at Indiana. Uh, that is our that is our second of three eleven o'clock games on Saturday. That number I've got at Indiana minus eleven and a half. Okay, I've got it at eleven. But as always, we'll take the hook. Uh, always take the hook. And then an over under of sixty three and a half. I'm taking Indiana here, and that's just a no questions asked on my part. I like I like Indiana. I think they're good. I think this is an easy cover. Yeah, I keep I keep saying it every week. I feel like Indiana's gonna have a letdown game. It um, almost was Ohio State. They got down big to Ohio State, and they're like, "Wait a second, we're better than this." And they, if they don't throw that pick six, that's their that very well might be their game. Yeah, and I mean they they had the ball late with a chance to tie it up. Yeah, they had a chance to tie it Even up with late that anyway. Basic. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're good. They're a legit top ten team. I hate that they fell out of the top ten. Yeah, that was a seven bogus. point loss at Ohio State, but I think they're a legit top ten team. Maryland is is kind of weird. They just open up getting destroyed. They've given up the most points to Northwestern that Northwestern has ever scored in a season. So, um. And then they, well, and they, but and they haven't played in almost three weeks, or won't have yeah, played in three weeks. Just, but 
they just keep catching the, these COVID outbreaks, or they had the COVID outbreak. But so yeah, I'm gonna take Indiana to cover, but I think um, I think it's an over. I do too, because I think Maryland will score a little bit. Um, since Tagovailoa figured his stuff out, um, they've they've had a pretty good offense. So I'm taking Indiana and the over as well. Man, not a lot of separation yet. No. All right, last eleven o'clock game on Saturday. Penn State, excuse me, Penn State at Michigan. Michigan is a minus two. I've got it at. Yeah, I got the same. What a crazy, stupid game this is. It is a crazy, stupid game. What's your over/under on this? Uh, Fifty-eight. So I've picked Penn State a couple times, just assuming they're not going to lose all their games. I'm going <laughs> against that now. I'm assuming they will lose all their games. And Michigan, I'm taking minus the two. I it's insane. Both teams are giving up 36 points a game on the dot. So to me, that says hammer the over. There's there's no defense between these two teams. Um, but it, yet it's it's crazy though because Penn State is only giving up 360 yards a game. Yeah, no, but they're turnover machines. They're just a turnover they are machine. turnover machine. So, who starts at quarterback for Michigan is a question. I would assume I it's think uh, you go McNamara, right? You almost yeah, have to. He's I the only one that looks functional this year. He he played well against Rutgers, um, which apparently that's enough to get you a start now. It's insane. Um, gosh, Penn State has looked. So unbelievably bad. I think they're packing it in hard against him. And it sounds like the, I was talking to a, uh, to you ever, do you ever look at pick six previews? I don't. So it's a, it's a really good preview like E mag um, that this, uh, that this guy, Brett, uh, Brett does. And I was talking to him on one of the radio shows in Omaha today. And, I didn't realize how hot the seat was under Franklin. I thought he could go 0 and really? 8 this year. I thought he could go 0 and 8 this year legitimately and he wouldn't be in trouble unless they were also disappointing next year cuz the opt outs and the injuries and all that stuff. He's like if he goes 0 and 8 or 1 and 7, he's gone. Really? Like apparently the tide has turned badly against him. And so I'm wondering if that's being felt in the locker room as well. I I think this team might go 0 and 8. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I am actually going to – this is where I'm going to buck the trend, and this is where we're going to be different. You got I'm, Penn for the State? First time, I'm going to pick Penn State this week Ooh. because I feel the same about Michigan and Harbaugh. I mean, Harbaugh's on the hot seat too. Like, I, I just think um, – I man, I think Michigan is a bad football team. I mean, they are. These, these are two bad football teams. They're, yeah, they're, make they're no both, mistake. This is yeah. Let's keep it like the it is. Sexiest matchup in name recognition and the worst matchup of actual <laughs> football teams. Yeah. What are you taking right now? Normally, a, normally a Penn State Michigan game. You're like, you're like, okay, all right, this is gonna be a good game. Yeah. That was that. You know, that was supposed to be their primetime game. Hey, they still got the ABC call though. Well, you know, that's it it does help to be uh it does help to be the big boys. So still got ABC. What would you rather watch right now? Penn State versus Michigan or Northwestern versus Iowa? 
I mean, I mean, at sure. least Northwestern right. versus Iowa is good. I mean, it's good football yeah. teams. So may I'm not be take, terribly exciting football, but it'd be a good game. Uh, Fifty-eight, man. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Penn State. I'm gonna take Penn State in the under. Oh, All right, that's stupid. That's our that's our big difference maker right now is Penn State in the under, and I've got Michigan and the over. That might be. I might rue to regret that. <laughs> All right, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin is canceled. Of course. So next up, we've got Wisconsin is just never gonna is gonna play like four games this year. Yeah, they're ridiculously. It's karma for playing known positive players. Yeah, that's so. yeah. Um, all right. So next up, we've got the first of the afternoon games: Northwestern at Michigan State, and the lock of the week. Yeah, thirteen and a half. Are you kidding me? Is that a real number? There's no way. There must be a rule that you can't give Northwestern more than a two touchdown spread. Like I, I think that just has to be it's built got, into I'm the system. Hammering hammering Northwestern like there's no there's no question that this is my number one money game of the week lock it the f in Northwestern 13 and a half with an over under of 41 and a half with once again Northwestern might score that themselves yeah because 41 and a half and 13 and a half you're talking about basically 28 to 14 And Michigan State's not keeping it that close. This could be like 38 to 6. I was about to say, the argument is, so Michigan State. That Michigan State won't score at all. Yeah, they've scored seven points in the last two weeks. So so I could easily see a 31-nothing game. So I'm going to go, I've obviously gone, I'm obviously going Northwestern. The over/under is really difficult because I really I don't think Michigan State's going to score on Northwestern like at all because almost no one does, and Michigan State is even worse than most of the teams that haven't been scoring on Northwestern as is. So I think I'm going the under. I think I'm going minus thirteen and a half. I'm taking Northwestern and the under because I legitimately think this game could be like. 38 to three, which is, would be under. <laughs> yes. I'm going the under. Yeah. I don't, I don't I think, think Northwestern is going to score 40. I just don't. Um, they could, but yeah. I, I don't think they're going to, I don't think Michigan state probably turns it over seven times and give it to them in the, again, they could, but I'm, I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking Northwestern and the under. Yeah, I got I got burned last week in that Northwestern Wisconsin over under because it was pretty close to this, and I thought surely, for sure, the, these two teams will both score enough to 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 bounce it, and they didn't, and that didn't hurt. Happen didn't happen, and that hurt because yeah. I I did everything against my under rules, and I took the over, and so um. I mean, this is crazy though because Michigan State's only had—they've only had one game this year that has gone under forty. The total. Total, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was—it was, it was last week. 
I'm still going the under. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Okay. I'm going to take the over uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to think there's going to be some, some garbage scoring here that I think Northwestern wins big. I don't think there's even a question that. No. The 13 and a half. Run away with this. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. So I'm I'm gonna be banking on some on some garbage touchdowns. That's all. All right. Uh, last game of the week is Rutgers at Purdue, and I've got Rutgers minus twelve. Um, I've got. Yep. It seems like you're a half point. Whatever lines you're looking at are about a half point different than mine. I've got Purdue eleven and a half. So let's do the twelve. So we'll bounce it to the 12 with an over-under of 62. I have been very impressed with Rutgers in the fact that they've been in just about every game this year with the exception of Ohio State. and Still had a good showing. Still had a good showing. Um, You know, they very easily... Could have beaten Illinois and Michigan. Um, even even Indiana, they they only lost by sixteen. Oh man, this is a tough one because they've played pretty well against everybody. Yeah, can I tell you what I'm thinking? Should I go for yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Why don't I'm, you go first? I always go first. Yeah, this is bullshit. I always go first. You go. <laughs> it's your show. I don't know. You're <laughs> Uh, I think this is the one. I think this is the one where Rutgers turns back into Rutgers and Purdue. You think Purdue takes the 12? I think they run it. They, I'm they... going the opposite then because I need that Rutgers dub. <laughs> I'm taking Rutgers plus 12. What's the over-under? The o- over-under is 62. 62. I'm going under. You're going to go the under 62. Yeah. See, this is uh, this is where it's tough for me because I I can bet Purdue right now at 11 and a half on Bovada. Okay. Um so I'm going to take I'm going to take Rutgers or I'm going to take Purdue, sorry. Um I think it's I mean, you just look at that offensive firepower that Purdue has. Like it's insane with David Bell and Rondell Moore that they, but they every game so far has been a one possession game. That's the thing. Purdue is not blowing anybody out. They're not blowing anybody out, and Rutgers has kept things close. Rutgers is not a bad team. They have a bad record, but they're playing with everybody. They are. I think uh, Greg Schiano, coach of the year. I don't know, Big Ten coach of the year. I'd give it to that him. That might be a stretch. I think Fitzgerald's got it locked down. <laughs> I was right about now. to say, Fitzgerald's got it locked down so far. He's like, excuse me. I, I mean, I, Tom Allen's in the conversation, too. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It's a, there's some, there's some Tom good Allen ones. has done a phenomenal job. If Rutgers had been able to pull a couple more of these off, and we were talking about maybe like a five and three Rutgers season, then yes, yeah, Shiano's 100% in the conversation. And to be clear, they're only like two possessions away from that being a thing. Right. Um, so I think that, that as absurd as it kind of sounds out of hand with a one and four team, 
they're not that they're like two possessions away from that being a real discussion. But I think it's going to be either Tom Allen or, or most likely Pat Fitzgerald. That's for sure. Until Lovey runs off these last three dubs. You think so? Yeah. Um, the save his yeah. job tour. <laughs> his job's already saved. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Purdue in the 12. I feel a lot better about 11 and a half. But, um, and then I am going to take the, what did I say was that? 61? 62? 60, you told me 61. Is it? Oh, I got two different numbers here. Bovada is 62. But if we're rolling with the 61, I'll take the over. All right. I will, I'm, so we're different on both on that one as well. Yeah. Ooh, all right. That, uh, that could be interesting. Give me uh, – we forgot to give it at the top here. What are our records coming into this week? You're, kick, you're killing me. Yeah, so overall, Ravi, you are 26, 35, and 1. Pretty bad. It's it's a record. And then <laughs> the, uh, those, I... <laughs> those are the numbers. <laughs> That's what I'm reading here. Um, and then I am 38, 23, and 1. Yeah, you're killing it. You're you're doing really well. Yeah, so I've gone I went 18 and 6 over the last two weeks. Yeah, you've just been smoked it the last two weeks. And so I if think, people are betting your picks, they're making good money. They're making good money right now. If they're um, betting my picks, they probably um, need to take out a second mortgage. <laughs> they're they're keeping this fair, podcast though, a secret from the wife is what they're we doing. Told them to start fading my picks like two weeks ago. That's true. So that's true. They should be they should be making money on both sides here. Yeah. If you if you've yeah. That's how it works. I don't feel great about this week, though. I got to be honest. I don't know. This is a weird Thanksgiving week's always a weird week. It is. I went. I went on a, on a line on some of these picks and went against my gut on a couple of these. So this might be your week to catch up. Maybe. I mean, I would. I don't think there's enough games left in the world for me to catch up, but that's okay. Um, are there any national games that you like the uh, spreads on this week? Let me see what we got going on. Um, There's two I'm looking at. Is Trevor Lawrence back this week? Uh, he should be. He was supposed to be back against Florida State, but, but the uh, oh, Clemson right. decided to Clemson decided to fly with a COVID player on the plane. So, Sweet. and then Dabo <laughs> couldn't blame, under, blame and then Dabo couldn't understand why Florida State <laughs> didn't want to play in a plane. By the way, where they recycle the air. Right, you're not getting fresh air on a plane. Those things are petri dishes in the best of times. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, hey, let's just have this COVID player on the plane with everybody else. That'll be fine. Let's just see what He's happens. He's had symptoms all week. I know he hasn't tested positive, but let's keep let him keep practicing. That'll be fine. Okay, Dabo. Jeez. Yeah, and everyone else is the bad guy. Dabo feels like the stepson from like the Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> Like he's, he seems like he's an offshoot of that family. Of that family. Yeah. Okay, so there, there's... There's two games I like nationally this week. Okay, I'm looking at uh, the game that we... As soon as we did the Coaching Carousel pod... Um, man, all the way back in, what was that, January? February? Crazy? Or no, it was December. We did the, the bowl pod. 
where we picked oh. all the games and we talked yeah. about some stories. And we said that we were looking forward to this game all the way back in December, and it's the Egg Bowl, baby. So oh, yeah. In Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin versus your boy, who might not have a job for long. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They'll give him a couple Michael years. Uh, I am looking at this, and I am liking Ole Miss – Minus nine and a half. I do. I think that's a good call. Those weren't the two I was looking at, or one of the that wasn't any of the two I was looking at. Uh, um, so here's the two I like. Uh, we've got Iowa State at Texas. Okay. On Friday, Texas is a one point favorite. I like Iowa State to win outright. Oh, okay. Iowa State's winning that football game. Can't change my mind. Um, Iowa State has if Iowa State wins this game, they are going to the Big 12 championship. They have everything on the line here. So I think they get it done. Matt Campbell's a better coach than Tom Herman. Say, how how good of a coach is Matt Campbell? Unbelievable. If I I would switch place, I would switch out Scott Frost for Matt Campbell in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do you remember when Illinois hired Tim Beckman instead of Matt Campbell? Yeah, that was not a great call. <laughs> Tim Beckman was a bad football coach and also turns out a bad person. And not a good person. Yeah, yeah. Matt Campbell was his offensive coordinator. And so everyone Tough. thought he was coming with. And then Toledo was like, no, we'll give you a head coaching job. And that worked Tough. out. Tough hang there. Um, so I like Iowa State to win outright. I don't know what the money line is. Um, but I will take the money line because I think they're just winning that game. That's it's interesting because okay, the money line, even though uh, oh, is it's it minus? Flipped. Is it it's minus one ten on still? Texas, or it's flipped ESPN versus Bovada. So Bovada has Iowa State as the one point favorite with a minus one fifteen money line. Uh, but ESPN has Texas as the one point favorite with Iowa State as the minus one oh five money line. So. I'll go and get the minus 105, so I have to pay less juice. Um, yep. But I'm taking Iowa State to win outright. I like uh, it. And then uh, Notre Dame uh, at North Carolina, also on Friday, 2.30 game. I really like – Notre Dame is just really good. And I think North Carolina is – Maybe it's just because I saw him lose to Florida State, and I know how bad Florida State is. And so I'm like, uh, they must be terrible. But also, they lost to Virginia. They nearly lost a shootout to Wake Forest as well. I'm taking Notre Dame minus the five. Okay, I like it. My The last one that I'm looking at that I like is uh, Texas Tech. At Oklahoma State, the over-under is 54. Oh, over. I'm taking that over. Like, double it. Like, all day. Yeah. Taking that over. You so, could put that number at, like, 70, and I'd still feel pretty good about the over. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we, forgot to do our, we forgot to say which ones were our money games for the Big Ten. So let's do that real quick, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, well, Northwestern. Northwestern, minor Northwestern in Indiana. 
Um, I'm going to go Northwestern and Iowa. Ooh, yeah. That's my, my, two, that's my two money games of the week. Pretty good call. All right. Northwestern and Indiana for me. Northwestern and Iowa for you. All right. Well, let's do real quick before I let you go here. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Evan, what are you most thankful for this year? Uh, I'm more most thankful for Nebraska for getting a college football season in the Big Ten going this year. I mean, for real. This has been fun. I'm not even saying that tongue in cheek because Illinois beat them last week. I I am and thankful. Then trolled them on Twitter. Yeah, that tweet lasted about an hour before it got deleted. But oh, did it get deleted? That was yeah. Funny. Somebody made a phone call. I said we, you know, we don't do dumb. that here. And uh, whatever, it's great trash talk. That's what we do in sports. I love the pettiness. Get out of here with Come the on. with that nonsense. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for. Um, uh, not to get cheesy, but I have a son who has special needs and because of COVID and because of us being, having to work from home and just be home all the time, the progress that he has made in the last six months, physically, cognitively, developmentally has just been phenomenal. So I'm thankful for that kind of silver lining in a crazy, crazy 2020. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just thankful for uh, working for a place that didn't blink twice about sending us home to work. Mm -hmm. And they told us recently that we're not going back till September of next year. I don't know that they're I don't know that they're ever going to send me back to work, which I would love. I love working from home, Um, but they've taken things super seriously. They've given us extra days off. They've given us a little bit extra money. Uh, They've been awesome. So can't be more thankful for uh, than I than I am for PayPal for just uh, making sure their employees are taken care of during all this craziness. That's so good. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm so super lucky. I'm really happy that, uh, that I worked there. So, um, all right, well, that's it. We'll end on a serious note, I guess. But uh, next week, I think we're going to do a basketball pod, a college basketball preview pod, in addition to our Big Ten pod. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, you can catch Evan at the underscore Evan underscore Stone on Twitter. Yes, sir. You can catch uh, me and the podcast at R.A. Lula on Twitter and Instagram or on Facebook, Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula, or on the website, RaviLulaRadio.com. Evan, happy Thanksgiving. Tell your family I love them. And uh, until next time, let's make some money. Let's make some money.